0: You are welcome to Mountain Springs Church podcast, a podcast where we share teachings, testimonies, and conversations to help you in your faith journey. Now sit back and listen to today's episode.
1: Hey, Redman, great to have you on the podcast today.
0: Hi, thank you, Claire, for having me today.
1: And to everyone that's listening, wherever you are at, welcome to the Mountain Springs Church podcast, and I'm Claire Dugber, I lead Uh, alongside my husband, uh, Peter and uh, we're so, so excited to have Ridwan with us today. Um, Ridwan is a professor, and he's so gifted and talented, and he loves Jesus, loves, loves, loves the Word, Um, and he's a co-laborer with us. Ridwan, when he came to Canada, joined our launch team and has been giving his all to see Mountain Springs Church established and we are just so blessed to have uh Ridwan on the team so welcome Ridwan
0: thank you very much for having me and it's it's a privilege privilege to be here and to also be able to bring a word of blessing to those who are listening yeah
1: thank you so much awesome, awesome awesome so let's get started here do you want to tell us something about yourself first before we dive right in
0: uh, i don't know well my, i'm Ridwan, like you said yeah i'm Ridwan and i'm a christian and i've been serving the lord for uh about 14 years now and yeah and at the pastoral level for about eight roughly nine years
1: awesome yes yeah. you you led a church and yeah. uh that experience must have been really um, full of stories, but <laughs> I, I won't go down that rabbit trail just yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because There's no one that has led a church in any capacity that doesn't have war stories, of course, of course, of <laughs> right? Course. Yeah. Um, but tell us about your salvation story. I know it is a really um, interesting one and just so amazing to hear how God has been at work in your life?
0: Yeah. Uh, my salvation story, it's it's a book. Uh, it it <laughs> comes in volumes.
1: <laughs> but
0: I, I'd, I'd say it's, a, it's been a progressive journey uh, with Christ. Um, I grew up as a Muslim. I was born a Muslim into a very Muslim family. And I think I knew most, I mean, I knew Islam all of my life, up until in my mid-20s or so you know late twenty, early 20s or so and uh i was i mean i was just pretty much a typical muslim kid on the block um my mom tried as much as possible to instill the islamic uh, practice and faith in our lives which i'm grateful to have for a lot of the disciplines i carry into christianity i would say came from that foundation that we already had through her and, um, yeah, so, I mean, I became an adolescent and be- started doing what normal, I don't know what normal adolescents do today, but I, I went through that stage of, you know, uh, you know, rebellion as a as a puberty growing kid and trying to find your own identity and becoming your own self. But at the deep core of that, I was still a Muslim. I always used to say that. I remember I'd have Christians come up to me to try to preach. And the moment they start to open the conversation, I want to share, I'm like, I'm a Muslim. So, yeah, we still want to share. I so say, you're not hearing me well. I mean, Muslim, <laughs> don't go further with that conversation. No, I'm not about to have a, a debate or argument with you over that. And that was amazing. Uh, I know something I had in my heart, even as a Muslim, was a fear of God. I used to have that a lot. I mean, no matter what I do, it was just something that i like, yeah, yeah, I fear this God. And yeah, I revere him in that way. But Towards right before 2009, I was an undergraduate, uh, university at the time. I yeah. uh, decided to go a different route or just decided to say, yeah, I want to get bad. No, badder. Let me use that word. <laughs> 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 I, I, already, I already had my, I mean, my trajectory. I already had like, yeah, I was I was a good kid, but I was not the, not the saint kid typically, oh. but by the time I was at that level, I was like, yeah, I think I want to go a step further. And mm-hmm. this were times where in Nigerian universities, we have things what we call fraternities and cultists, cultism, and I, I went to public university. So you're pretty much open to that. So there's mm-hmm. that choice that's standing right there before you. So I remember mm-hmm. there was a guy who came to our hostel one time and he was like, yo guys, there's a party, it's no venue. We already know what that meant. Uh, if you're interested, go. So right there, I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, I want to join this. This guy seemed to be very cool. So I'm having that right before my face, and I'm saying, yeah, I want to enjoy my life. So I remember I just started, I picked up smoking by myself. No friend, no peer pressure, no <laughs> peer friends. I just got up. I, like, I think I like to smoke. Walked up, went to buy it, enjoyed it, and I was like, yeah, that's what we're doing from now. And I'm somebody <laughs> when I go into something, I go in, I go in, I go all in. I don't do reservation. If I'm doing it, I'm doing no it all
1: measures, the way. right? <laughs> so,
0: yeah, exactly. So I, I do one pack a day. That was how I'd go one pack, and there's about 20 in it. And you have to, you have to go through one pack in the whole day. I'm like, you're not gonna kill yourself. So I just went deep like that uh, in my own way. And then there was this. Um, woman who was in the i used to live in the army cantonment at the officers mess officers village because that's where i stayed when i was in school and so she was the wife of one of the colonels at the time and so she said i want to talk to you i have something to share with you and i'm like well i respected her so i just okay let me give this woman an audience so we went to her place and then she started this law to me it was like this woman is just talking about jesus i'm like what am a muslim say yes i'm from a muslim family too so I I know that too and then she shared her testimony she talked a lot I was getting bored at the time I was like let me just respect this woman but she said no the Lord told me to share this with you he told me that he has a need for you and he asked me to share this with you and that's what I'm doing right now and I was like okay I listened to her. And anybody who knows me knows I'm a stubborn person. I mean, I'm not easy to be over. You have to be convincing <laughs> for me to move. I'm not You're not going to move me just easily. And she said all that. And I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to give you some books to read. It was the books written by her pastor at the time. So I said, okay, I used to like reading. I still love reading, but business has taken my time. But <laughs>
1: she, gave, she gave me this, books.
0: <laughs> and she gave me these books, and I said, "Okay, I'll go read them." Uh, I took the first one. I think it was the book was "Winning Invisible Battles" or something like that. I took the first one and I read it, and I saw how this guy was, um, the man, the pastor was just you know limiting, finishing the works of the devil. And you know, trying to show the victory that is had in Christ Jesus, I'm like this, to me it was just like this is interesting. So I told her, I said I finished the one because I finished that book in you know, about a day or two, oh. and then I said give me, give me one more, and she gave me another one. I finished that one in about two days. This was in a week, and then by Sunday she says you're going to church with me. I'm like, ah, did you put jazz in your mouth? That's I every mean, jazz is African control, uh, whatever. <laughs> so I'm like voodoo. So I'm like why would you command me that She said, like, yeah we're going to church so we went to church on that Sunday uh, but but I can tell something was happening in my heart I can tell that strongly because when we go to church and then you know the typical altar calls that are made and then he made the auto call and you know, I wouldn't say I understood what was going on at the time I just got up and I was like yeah and I was saying those words, but in my heart, I was like, yeah, Lord, I want to commit my heart to you. That's what I was saying at the time. And that's how the journey, the salvation journey began. Wow. So I started reading a lot. Uh, it was actually a lot. I started reading a lot. I started getting interest in what the Bible was and what, what is this thing called Christianity because something was drawing my heart to it. So I took time off at focus. I finished the Bible, I think in two, three days. Wow. Yeah, I, sat down. I was like, I need to understand what this Bible is. So I started from Genesis all the way to Revelation. I'm like, yes, wow. let's, let's yeah, because that was all I was doing. I was just reading. And I had she gave me this small pocket Bible. I used to call it my sword at the time. It's a small pocket.
1: Bible. <laughs> <The Gideans laughs> no, it's Bible. not Bible. It's not Gideon's. It, it was
0: wow. the full Old Testament from Genesis to Revelation, but it was wow. tiny, tiny letters. And I had that and I read it. You know what's worse? I read it in King James Version.
1: <laughs> I was just gonna say <laughs> I read it in King Version. <laughs> Exactly.
0: And but well, because a little bit of knowledge I had in reading some of the Shakespeare English, a little bit, mm-hmm. so I could relate, I could understand to so, to a large extent. So I read it, mm-hmm. I cut the whole story point, I'd have questions, so I'd listen and then started going to church. And that conviction started, I'd say, started getting stronger.
1: Wow. It started getting deeper. Wow. And,
0: yeah. And that's how, at some point, I became a Paul. You know, when Saul changed from, or Paul changed from Saul to Paul, that's what happened. Well, what was leader, that
1: tipping point for you, if I may ask?
0: I don't think I would say there was a tipping point because it was progressive. It was wow. like the hand of the Lord was dealing with me. Wow. It was just progressive. I saw myself praying and very curious. I saw myself suddenly, I can't explain the spiritual actions that were at work at the time. So I started doing that. And if I at, at a certain point after I got so convicted, like, yeah, I'm in this, I'm all in. I went crazy. Wow. Um I'd remember I remember I would uh, dream and see verses i've never read in my life or wow. seen before in my life wow and then i'll go back into the bible and i'll see that exact verse and wow. it's saying something it's given an instruction So good. Uh, i remember the first time i saw if anyone is ashamed before me in this world ashamed of, ashamed of me or denies me in this world i'll be ashamed of it my father in heaven i saw that mm-hmm. first in my dream i had not wow. really gotten so that first and I opened the Bible and it's in there, and wow. I was like, "Yeah, I remember the date." I always used to write dates. That whenever I had those, I had a diary. Actually, I had a diary. All these things I'm saying you'd have in this, but I left them in Nigeria. But that diary had all the experiences I had as a new convert, wow. or a new Christian. So that's yeah, it. that's how my journey went, and I got so deep into it. Uh, I started preaching in school, wow. so I think my friends noticed the change in person the change in lifestyle they change I mean I disconnected from a lot of people I just withdrew wow some some friends actually fought with me and they were right because yeah I wasn't emotionally intelligent at the point of the way of disconnecting <laughs> but I just I just I just disappeared and I was always in the chapel I was always you know trying to talk to God trying to understand what's going on no it was just it was amazing so it was a progressive journey for me and then at some point I then started sensing a a great pull to that. You're called into something bigger than what you're doing at this moment. And I didn't know what it was, so I have no idea about what that was, but I just kept on. So it was, I think, uh, this has happened months after seeing the way my... my, my, I became crazy, like Paula can say. So the woman who actually, she couldn't believe that transformation. And she said the day she was praying in the room and she heard in a spirit that that boy i need him and i need you to go talk to him she doubted it she was wondering well, you no know, he's not going to listen he's a muslim is this is this is that and today she's looking at it and it's really really driving her crazy like wow. really this is how god works and so wow. yeah that happened of course there were a lot of things that happened on the family side but usually i prefer to keep those ones uh, on a personal note but it was a very very interesting journey it, my faith wow. was challenged. This new faith that I believed in was challenged. And everybody came to me and said, You're wrong. Christianity yeah. is not the way. You need to get back into Islam. Mm. And I remember even the, the 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 teacher, the religious teacher who had taught me the Quran. And I actually did my Walimat. Walimat of the Quran is when you finish reading the Quran. There's a big celebration they do in Nigeria that you finished the whole you read the whole Quran and all that. He cried when he heard that I'd, be, I'd become a Christian. And uh, I mean, in all fairness to him, he poured out his heart on this kid. You know, he kind of saw something great for him. And then now this dude has turned and I just told him there's something is greater. And mm. there were times I had spiritual manifestations, I heard the voice. And but well, I think as I grew older and I learned to not share some certain details uh-huh. uh, with people because they wouldn't understand. I mean, I could understand what Paul would say, that I saw some things that cannot be explained to the human. But I know I heard. I knew what I heard. when. And God led me through all those moments. And so they challenged me. And then at some point, I then sat down. And I was like, okay, God, let's have a conversation. I was actually very real. And I remember saying, God, if Islam is the way, then... I'll go back, but I need you. I I remember that day, very vividly, I said, I'm not praying to Jesus now. I'm praying to whoever created me. Because if I pray to Jesus, it will look like I'm biased. That's what I was saying. It will look like I'm being biased. I'm not being biased this moment. Whoever created me and has my life in their hand, you, God. I need you to tell me which the exact way. If you tell me today that Islam it is, I'm going back in. If you tell me it is Christianity, I'm all in, like I'm sold out because there were too much challenges at the time. The challenging persecution facing my face. And I remember after I had that prayer, there was a white Bible in my room. It was closed. This is a big one now. It's not a small one. Then I slept off and I woke up. The Bible was open. It was open almost halfway, <laughs> all the way to Isaiah. So it's not breeze. There's no wind blowing in my room. There was no wind. I can tell you. Wow. I can tell you I was so sure about this. So I looked at it, and something just asked me to pick up your brother. So I picked it up. And in those times, you really can't tell what's going on. It just pushes you to do it. I picked up the Bible, and I'm looking at Isaiah. And these words like jumped right out of Isaiah, Isaiah 30, verse 21. And your ear shall hear a voice behind you saying, this wow. is the way walking in it when you turn to the right when you turn to the left this is the way
1: wow from
0: that day that was it for me from that wow. day I closed the Bible I'm like even if the devil comes from hell wherever he is <laughs> this is where I'm going and there's a platform. Wow. so I think yeah that's my salvation story
1: Oh, wow, I feel like I told you guys that his salvation story is amazing. And this is the highly summarized version of it. But how did you navigate all these periods of, of the trial of your faith? Literally, you know, what kept you going day
0: by day? Um, as, as a person personal my personality wise if i'm committed to something i go all in it will be very hard for you to take me off track yeah. i think that's part of the things God factored in when he was doing his work mm-hmm. in my life so when he called me in this the moment i got very convicted about it that was the end for me i saw to be honest that was the first time Psalms came alive to me it was almost as if, because Psalms is a book that I would recommend to anyone. It shows you that you can be vulnerable as a human. You could go through sufferings, even as a child of God, and God is still with you. It was, in, it was there. It was in the book or the Bible also that I saw, you know, even when my father and mother forsake me, I would hold, well, God is going to uphold my right hand. He will walk yeah. with me. These scriptures were coming alive. I need you to understand that in the face of those trials and temptations, when I say scriptures come alive to you, Mm. I I hope someone is able to understand this. There's a way the word, yeah, it's written there. It's always been there, but there's a way that particular word will just jump at you and encourage you deeply. Like, yeah, no matter if everyone abandons me, I will be with God. He's with me. He's comforting me. And I remember Psalms when he says, even though i walked through the valley of the shadow of
1: death wow, no, no fear, no evil. wow. so these
0: words were coming alive and i, I thank god for the uh, fellowship community I had at the time i thank god for those who cons- consistently prayed for me because i really really needed prayers at the time uh there was people praying for me i was praying as well but god's word was coming alive strongly it's i just so felt there's something that made for. I just felt it. That was what I just. I I didn't know. I never had that awakening before. Wow. Um, but it was just different, and I think yeah, that's what got me through those moments.
1: Wow. I I love how you talk about going to the Word and allowing God's Word to speak to your heart and. And even that moment of vulnerability, like you, you mentioned about just having a conversation with God, and like, okay, God, I'm mm-hmm. talking to you. <laughs> you correct. know, yeah. um, it, you mentioned the sounds, and and as a songwriter, I I love the sounds, and uh, um, especially reading it in, in the message translation sometimes, or it, it's a paraphrase anyway, but. Um, sometimes it's almost blasphemous <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. when you read it in mm-hmm. modern day English mm-hmm. you know it's like yeah. God can you hear me are you mm-hmm. really listening yeah, that's <laughs> you know yeah. but he was being raw and vulnerable and it's that level of vulnerability before God right that is also in my view a, a deep demonstration of faith because you believe he is you mm-hmm. like and there is no reason for me to put up airs before God right now. You know, mm-hmm. this is what it is. And mm-hmm. God, I want to lay it bare before you. Just tell us something about that level mm-hmm. of rawness and vulnerability before God. And and if there have been other moments in your life where you've gotten to that point where you're like, OK, God, this is it.
0: Yeah, um, are there have been many moments. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> at first. When I, I think what I learned early on, and I'm glad that I learned these things, is understanding that doubts, lamenting to God, mm. telling him how you feel, doesn't make God less. Mm. He's not, he's not, he's self-secure. So He's good. not threatened by doubts. He's not threatened by whatever we're saying. But he understands what we're going through. So, so good david had those moments of lament a lot he lamented a lot he would even say are you even there you're allowing yes. these people treat me like trash
1: mm. but
0: in the end he would still say i will trust in your faithfulness
1: so good because
0: you're always there and i think i learned that and that was my journey so have i had many moments oh many moments because by the time i got into ministry I, okay if you're looking <laughs> to do if you're looking to get into ministry i think that's where it gets let me use the word worse but i know i say it gets worse <laughs> life i think the whatever persecution i went through changing my faith was only a starting point it it's wasn't a
1: preparation. it was
0: just a preparation for what, what was going to hit me uh later on as i continue ministry so yet there have been moments where i have been like god i'm done mm. i'm done here well not I'm done in the sense I'm done with stuff. I'm just like, what else do you want from me? like this this is getting too much. <laughs> um and I'm this person who uh, i'm I'm I mean after probing into Christianity and reading the Bible and seeing how much I see other Christians not understanding their Bible and never having read their Bible. and okay. most of it is uh a sermon based or based on their pastors I'm like why how can you have this great treasure
1: mm-hmm. and
0: you would not take time to read it
1: mm-hmm.
0: um I remember a partner now which tells me she says the reason you actually had that is because you see people who convert from other places they want to probe their faith. they but a lot of Christians are comfortable where they are and they've never mm-hmm. had that challenge or something that will make them say okay I want to understand what I believe in I got in so deep I will tell you, I got into a deep into Christianity. The things I understood in the space of two years was crazy. And I think after, in about two years after I got saved, learning and growth, I became the president of the fellowship on campus at the time, uh, even before I graduated. Uh, because I'm guessing they just saw that this guy had something. Did I learn? I learned a lot. Are there some things I probably would do better? Now that I'm, I'm way older <laughs> now. Of course, yeah, there are things I will do better. Yeah, uh, but. I learned a lot,
1: so good,
0: and it pushed me. So when I started seeing people taking their Bible for granted, it was it wasn't sitting well with me.
1: It was like
0: to me, I was like Paul, like really, this is deep. Why you believe in something lesser or crap like this? And so my desire to go in there, do all that, I started facing persecution. Uh, I think that was the second level. First persecution I'm getting is from. People who are not Christians, right? Why did you convert? Then the next level of persecution I start getting is people who are Christians, in quote. Like, why Sorry. do you why are you trying to change our status quo? I'm not changing the status quo. I'm actually just saying, can we be faithful to scriptures? And that was so bad. It would, the persecution would I'm telling you, there are things I can't share here, but I'm taking persecution at leadership level in my face in ministry. And it became deeper when I moved to Cyprus for missions and that was I remember I have a pastor Jerry he's an American missionary and I remember one day I went back to him I said I would expect persecution from people who don't believe but to get persecution from those who say they're of the faith is alarming to me and I remember he told me you just have to have a thick skin wow you have to pray because he i mean i made sure that i grounded my theology so he understood the theology he understood i wasn't outrightly trying to bring something new we went through all that so he was like just hold on and but i'm i'm grateful for it. so those moments brought me through some moments of depression as a leader you get to a point where you are alone no matter how many people are around you you're alone because nobody can share it's hard for people to be able to share what you go through and I think that's why I blessed the leadership that I had pastors over me who I could talk to at the time going through that. Uh, But yeah, I felt alone at some point. And I was like, I'm doing this. You brought me to this country because he led me to Cyprus. That's another story. And I'm doing this work and this is what I'm getting. I remember one night I was so, so down in the bed. Nah, I couldn't take it. Somebody called me and said, somebody said this. I just said, you know what? You people go and do whatever you want to do. I don't care. <laughs> like, I, he, he really got to me so deep. Like, I'm having stress. and At some point, I had this, because I had a tooth infection that caused Bell's palsy, and then the right side of my face got paralyzed. I couldn't move wow. the right side of my face. And I was, we were organizing a conference for the church. I was going to preach, but I couldn't speak. I was wow. like this is two weeks before the program and I was just like what is this you know you just go back and go there but I'm grateful to God that um, I got through that he got me through that yeah I mean I think in those moments is where you see that no matter even if God has called you he brings you to a place of it's not you it's not by you. it's not by your power you can literally look back and say if not for God, I wouldn't have gotten here. And I think that's the testimony I would say. Because if you ask me if there was something I devised, no. He brought me to the. it brought me to the end of myself. Wow. Where no matter what intelligence I have at organizing things, intelligence I have at planning things, no. Persecution was deep. <laughs> <laughs> it was so deep that when I fell sick, a lot of the Christians were happy. Wow. That's how. That's how I heard that. I mean, I, I say. If I were to judge my faith walk based on people, I probably would not be a Christian anymore. I'd have turned back because the people that actually hit me were people I thought would be Christian. So, I mean, yeah. But eventually, I mean, God had held me through. My conviction was to God. I knew whom, like Paul says, I know him whom I have believed.
1: So good. And I
0: thank God through that. So,
1: yeah. Wow. you've been through the ringer and some right yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh and, and it's so encouraging to hear your story and your as and it's been fraught with with persecution and it, it reminds me of what jesus told Saul when he he got converted like i i will show you how much you must mm-hmm.
0: suffer so, so from
1: for me, me and That's i'm great. hoping <laughs> I'm hoping <laughs> you know, that you're over it. The, but, I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> but the the whole idea of it is that um, as you're talking, you know, all I could think about is my, what does God have for you in the future? Because he never wastes the pain ever. He never, ever does. And, mm-hmm. and you know, there's one of my favorite things scriptures <laughs> and it was quite alarming as a child because i've been through the ringer too and some mm-hmm. um when god showed me the scripture i was alarmed <laughs> and i'm gonna read it to you, you um and read it to everyone so that you, you see god's faithfulness you know and it wasn't the source of alarm wasn't the scripture it was me and my fears you know Mm -hmm. it's from isaiah 41 verse 10 and i'm reading it um from the amplified version says fear not there is nothing to fear for i'm with you do not look around you in terror and be dismayed for i am your god i will strengthen and harden you to difficulties Mm. yes Mm. i will help you yes i will hold you up and retain you with my victorious right hand of rightness and justice Mm. and for me that sort of alarm was the whole idea of harden you to difficulties i'm like there's still more
0: Mm. (laughs) yeah i mean when i went through it was at the time i came through paul and then paul was saying that it looks like we are a spectacle of suffering for you people. It says, mm-hmm. it looks like God is dragging us and punishing us for you people. And I said, God, were you thinking of me when this guy yeah. was writing this? Because <laughs> it looks like that's, that's my story. But yeah, that's been the journey. When you say you said Isaiah, Isaiah was another, or when you walked through the fire, I'll be with you. Isaiah, I got a lot of comfort from, shall the captives of the might be delivered? Uh, so the lawful uh, had the prey be set free, but still, I mean I had a lot of those in Isaiah that was comforting me that no mm-hmm. because yeah 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 he was he was he, I would look back and say yeah the he was strong he was strong wow. at some point I was suicidal wow yeah, yeah. at some point I was suicidal yeah at
1: yeah. what point were you suicidal was this um <laughs> as um someone that was in ministry or before
0: know as someone in ministry wow a, a lot just of talk things
1: about that
0: and a lot of things just get pressure you get pressure and and then thing about leadership is i think i'm growing or i was growing so the thing about leadership is there's also a spotlight on you and then mm-hmm. there's a lot of pressure so any mistakes you make as a person get amplified
1: mm-hmm.
0: As, as, as an individual, you get ampli- amplified because you're in a position of leadership. And yeah. so I went through a whole lot of that transformation growth. Remember, I'm also being, uh, my journey with Christianity is also growing as from the lifestyle I had before and becoming what God wants me to be. So there's a whole lot that, so at some point, I think the whole pressure just fell on me, like, what's going on? I've done all I could possibly do and this is this is this is a lot for me is it not better to end this year and just let uh you know and let the world go on that was what i felt like at the time but yeah i mean I mean, look back and i say you're just being dramatic come on <laughs> <So> that, <laughs> that's what i look at myself now and say this is what was happening but at the time that i, I felt that so real, yeah wow. and it was uh but what i see was i think at that day i remember the day i was alone in the house and i just came to the end of myself and i was like i can't do anything anymore wow if you push me that's what i felt like i said if you push me i'm a feather i I will just fall like i can't do anything you have to come through and then i remember i had a dream and then he was like now that you're ready to let me hold you i'll wow. take over from here so, so it good. was like yeah i need you to finish that look it was coming to me like all those intelligence and everything you thought you could run this with nah, now that you're willing to allow me to take control now see what i will do it was a turning point for me on that day uh, wow. i just i just yeah. relaxed and i said i'm gonna take it one step at a time with so god good. And trust him to work through this. Because it's very difficult when you're hit by different challenges to not go into management mode or flexible. panicking mode. You just yeah. want to start take, you want to take control. Okay, maybe if I do this right, maybe if I but the more you keep doing that, you compound the problems and then they just mm. fall back on you. And especially when it comes to ministry, I think one thing I've learned is when it comes to serving the Lord and doing ministry for him, you have to do it his way, yeah. not your way and if he says you're doing this for me i mean i got all the visions i i just knew i was called to do something greater but there's a process through it yeah, and it process. wasn't going to be fun it wasn't going to be fun oh. at all from 2009 is i mean you're making me i'm remembering now the, you know all the i mean all the back i'm remembering everything that happened even challenge on my life i had actually even I remember I went to serve with the NYSC. I joined the NCCF. In fact, when I got to the NYSC and NCCF, I'm like, you know what? I've been leading, leading, leading. I want to take a break. Let me just attend. This was in 2013. Let me just attend. And I got to the camp. And I just would typically just pick the back seat. Like, I don't want any attention. Pick the back seat. Immediately we're done. Of course, I would not leave there because I know my heart for God. So I would say, let me help you pick the chairs. I'll carry some of this stuff. I go back to my room. But then next thing I've been called, they want to interview me. Like, even when I run, God, you are still where where can (laughs) I hide from you? And they said they want to interview me, and they interviewed me. And then at the end, I was made the state evangelism secretary for NCCF. And this comes with call us the rugged, rural rugged. This comes with going on mission trips and we had to do this three times a year and i'm supposed to be leading that team for mission and i'm sorry i'm sharing this but we got there and we were well, before we go to mission we choose villages in nigeria
1: uh-huh.
0: in lagos because i served in lagos we choose villages remote villages where we want to go preach the gospel and i'm leading this team and so with me i had myself there was the transport secretary i think he's of blessed memory now and um, there was the prayer secretary so we would go and scout so this is scouting time i met i met very important people i met a missionary evangelist tunde i met the venerable of anglican diocese who was very helpful we go out on this trip and then we're setting foot in villages and i'm falling sick almost immediately it's just like wow. something blows over you i can't move we get to wow. some places The bus stops. Just, you can't explain why we have to push. And then you've seen the thick, I saw thick of idolatry. I mean, idols, at some places we're trying to record. It was actually an interesting experience for me. And then on one time we came back, we went somewhere, sometimes we're very dramatic. We take the sand of the place we went to. We're going to pray (laughs) for that place. Eventually we want to find out where we're going to. But I mean, bless those guys we are served with. But at one time, I came back home after the scouting strip, trip. And I got into a public transport, going back home. And this man who was, he was a tricycle. He was just riding. It. He was normal. Everything was okay. And I just watched this guy turning off the road. Watch a line. He's just, he's turning off the road. And we hit a cover. I don't know. And the thing went tumbling wow he wasn't drunk he, i mean he just and that was it and i was like okay is this our end that's what i was all i was all i was expecting was for a car to just you know finish the job from behind wow. i got up i was alive nothing happened wow. my laptop had broken at the time i looked around just my leg hit the stuff i just started thanking god wow praying in tongues, and walking you know when you're so this your mind is just discombobulated i don't know how to say you're not you're not um what's the word you just don't know what just happened so i walked away from the scene everybody was okay i was just going home and in my heart i'm just like the devil is a liar. this mission has to be finished and we're grateful to god because we went to that village and spent three days in that village Wow. preaching the gospel to the people there took a lot of coppers there you know when you take a lot of coppers to those places a lot of them you're responsible for their you know their health everything and not we didn't lose one person and towards the end we will wow. matter it, there are so many stories
1: God. that tell
0: me that God is faithful if he calls you he'll be there so but if crazy. I'd say this was the way I did it uh, this was what I did The only thing I know I did in those moments, I can say what I did is I trusted God. Or I just looked to him because that was nothing I could do.
1: But I'm
0: I'm grateful for that.
1: Wow. Wow. We are definitely going to come back to (laughs) a part two of this. Um, And just talking about navigating trials. Because I just sense in my heart, just listening to you talk about what you've been through and how God has brought you through the darkest uh, places uh, and the deepest nights, as it were, you know, I, I feel like today in our world, we we are living in a mental health crisis. Mm-hmm. You know, people mm-hmm. are um, not doing well. If there's someone out there that you want to just speak an encouraging word to against the back, drop of everything you shared in this episode so far what will be that short message to that person to get them out of the trenches
0: that's a number one is i know this may sound cliche but it's to trust god it's the most easy thing to say or it's the easiest Mm. thing to say and yet the most difficult thing to do
1: absolutely
0: Trusting God and knowing, knowing the person who has called you is a very vital thing in our journey. Oh. This is for me. Reading through the scriptures, seeing what he has done, his capacity, his person, and his faithfulness. Oh. Paul says, even if we deny him, he can't deny himself.
1: So good. Because
0: Yahweh remains faithful. And knowing that for truth is really very important to deal with moments like this. So good. Of course, I would say if you want to go to therapy, that could help. But you need to come to that point of trusting God and coming to an intimate knowledge of who he is in your life because this will be needed in many moments. So good. Where you doubt his existence or where you doubt everything he has told you. But when you remember, Yahweh is faithful and cannot fail. Mm. That gets you going.
1: That's so good. I love how you said trust in the Lord, because that takes it to a whole different level. It's not, hey, um, accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That's definitely first step. Mm-hmm. But it is working out that salvation. Yeah. It's that process of working it out, you know, mm-hmm. and and sticking with Him where um i remember when the morning when my brother came and and told me my mom had passed away mm. all i remembered was job's statement where he said if you slay me mm. though thou slay me that's King mm. version yeah, yes. yet will i worship you and i did that i i started singing at the top of my lungs you know um and just praising god and worshiping. And i did everything opposite to how I felt in the moment. And God just came, He came in a special way. So, But that conviction of, you know, even though my world is crumbling, I will worship. It's something that you have to get to as a person. Nobody can preach you there. (laughs) It is that personal me and God moment where it's like, you know what? I've made up my mind. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. Yeah. Yeah. No turning back. Ridwan, yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. been such a lesson and a pleasure having you here and chatting with you, you today. So yeah. We will be back, folks. But Ridwan, can you close us out with prayer for someone who is really in, in the dumps right now and just needed to be encouraged that one, he is, and two, he's mighty to save.
0: Okay, I'm I'm just going to pray from Ephesians chapter 1, which is one of my favorite scriptures to pray with. Okay. And I pray, Lord, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Mm-hmm. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and that you will know what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards world who believe, according to the working of his mighty power. Amen. I pray you come to that revelation, you come to that light. Amen. I pray the Lord works in your heart. I pray that you're able to fully trust him, Amen. even when everything looks like it is crumbling, because he is faithful, and he will hold you and guide you through it. Amen. In Jesus' name.
1: Amen. Amen. Well, I hope that encouraged you guys. I was so blessed and encouraged by this today. Ridwan, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. And we shall surely be back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you you for joining us for today's episode. We trust you were refreshed as you listened. If you would like to hear more, you can visit our website at Mountain Church where you can find information about our services and about how you can partner with us on this journey. Thank you for listening today and God bless.